testing, testing. Dang, are we That live? was a rhetorical question, right? Define rhetorical. Well, to do that, you need to go to the root of the word, and then you would have to... Bruh, we don't have time for this. The show is rolling. You're right. Let me grab my notes really fast. Nope. What are we in school? Well, I just... I wanted to come prepared. And prepared you are. You're here, aren't you? Now, without further ado... First the testing, testing, and now this whole adieu thing? Man, you are trying too hard. Clichés just make this show boring. Lighten the mood, man. Look who's talking, Mr. Notes Guy. Enough! Let's forget this ever happened. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, did I just hear another cliche? You heard what you heard. The audience is still hearing us banter. Let's move it on. Cinemaniacs podcast. I'm Lewis. And I'm Aiden. The Cinemaniacs podcast is a show about our love of the silver screen. I just love it so much. Each week we get together and talk about a wide range of movies and movie related topics. So grab some popcorn, find a seat in the upper middle aisle, and don't forget. Don't forget the Dr. Pepper. Don't forget the Coke. No, no, Dr. Pepper. Refreshments are the best part of any movie. So, guys, I think we should explain what we're really doing here on the podcast because they're listening to it thinking, what are these kids doing? Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Uh, why did you want to do a movie podcast? Well, so I just thought, you know, oh, Aiden's doing a movie podcast. Oh, I like movies. So, oh, I'm going to hop on the bandwagon and do some movie podcast stuff. That was basically what was going through my head as well. You know, I also really like movies and wanted to talk about movies on a wider platform so that everyone has to listen to my opinion. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Lewis and I, we also um, made movies together when we were kids. Oh, yes. Um, not spectacular movies, but movies nonetheless. Works of art. I yeah. Like I don't think I have any of those left. Today. We probably deleted them all. Yeah, they were, they were too good. good. We didn't want anyone else to see them. Yeah, that was definitely why we did that. That was running through our heads. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to jump right into our topic this week. The movie we've chosen uh, for this first week is uh, the 2010 classic Megamind. Oh, yeah, Megamind. Lewis, why did we choose this movie? Well, I think it was a more of a your choice choice. So, Aiden, why did you choose this movie? <laughs> um, I love this movie. Just, you know, before we get started, I just want to say I am totally biased towards this movie. It is so good. It came out in 2010, so I wasn't very old when I initially watched it. But, like, as I've grown up and as I've rewatched it, um, I for sure love it. It's got so many memorable, memorable quotes. It's got so many good actors. It's so well done. It's got a killer soundtrack. And, of course, it has Brad Pitt. Right. It has our Lord and Savior Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Disclosure. We are Christian. <laughs> <laughs> we just needed to say that we're not uttering blasphemy i swear 
Um, speaking of Brad Pitt, this is a good time to explain our rating scale. So uh, at the end of every movie, our Lewis and I are going to choose uh, a number between one and 50 um, to rate the film. And then we're going to combine that. uh, So it's like out of 100%. And whatever number we have total is going to be our total score for the movie. So like if Lewis chooses, you know, like 25 and I choose 25, then the movie as a whole is only a 15%. That's terrible. That's not. We never watch a movie. (laughs) We should have one month that's just entirely terrible movies. You know, 50% of what, you might be wondering. It's 50% of Brad Pitt because he's just our Lord and Savior. As we've established. As we've established, clearly. Um, If we ever don't talk about Brad Pitt in one of our podcasts, we will be going against our code. Yeah, we'll just shut down the podcast. There's no point in, in doing it anymore. Yeah. Brad Pitt has to be heard. He must be heard. So, shall we jump right in? Yeah, I think we should start by talking about the actors. As we've mentioned, Brad Pitt. There's also Will Ferrell, who is a widely known actor, starring in one of the world's worst movies, uh, Sherlock. Uh, I think it's... Sherlock Holmes and Watson. And Watson. Yeah. And Watson. That was one of the... I saw that in theaters, and I almost left oh the theater. Oh, my lord. I almost left the theater, and it was a huge flop. It did not do well. It, it, the, the budget was $42 million, and they only made $41.9 million on it. They didn't make it past, but okay, that's not great. Will Ferrell, of course, plays the main character Megamind. Uh, Brad Pitt plays his foil, um, Metro Man. I think they should have given Brad Pitt a bigger role. Oh, I agree. 100%. But I also think that he played the role that he had perfectly. That's true. Then Tina Fey plays... Uh, Roxanne Ritchie. Roxanne. What movies are she in? She's in some other movies. Tina Fey, she's um, she's more of a writer. She's She wrote and starred in 30 Rock. Um, she does a lot of roles with Amy Poehler. She's in that movie, Sisters. She's really good. I like her a lot. She does quite the movies. And then mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, who is, I don't know. Jonah Hill, he's in, uh, he's in like a lot of, I don't know, well, not, well. not as great movies. Um, he does one, it's like Sausage Party, I think. Oh, that movie. Oh, I've never seen it, but it sounds terrible. It looks really dumb. Um, terrible. And then David Cross, of course, the, the comedian who starting he's uh uh david cross is um he plays crane from kung fu panda oh. he also plays uh he's most famous for uh, arrested development he plays uh one of the characters in arrested development that's wow arrested development what's that uh we're not talking about that show but i, I would want to know what that's about we should look it it's up. about a family uh about a wealthy family who loses everything it's really funny then the writer of megamind tom mcgrath you haven't heard he's the director oh the director sorry you haven't heard of him this guy does the madagascar movies he's pretty great i like those madagascar movies the writers are alan schoolcraft and brent simmons brent simmons uh hasn't done too much else but uh alan schoolcraft he did uh penguins of madagascar and oh brother where art thou he wrote those as well also, Tom McGrath and Alan Schoolcraft are kind of... Oh, wait. Was I wrong about Tom McGrath? No, Tom McGrath did do Madagascar. Oh, then they've kind of teamed up. Yeah, they've done some work together. It's not too much for movies, but it's it's kind of, it's just it just seems a lot. Right. Line. And then they made $321 million, which I feel like they should have made more. This was definitely better than... Oh, yeah. This movie has more of a cult following than, than anything else. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's just people like like I said it, it was overshadowed by Despicable Me, um, which also featured people named Minion 
and bald supervillains <laughs> who learn to love, you know, because of a female influence. Uh, but I think that this movie, I like it better. I feel like the tone and the plot are entirely different. Oh, like I said, I like this one better. The acting was definitely, well, I don't know. The acting was pretty good in both movies, but I, I did like the cast more. Oh yeah. The cast. Yeah, absolutely. So shall we go to critical acclaim? Oh, critical acclaim guys. Rotten Tomatoes highly regard their reviews except when they rated the captain underpants maybe like an 89 or something high like that or like a 93 we all make um, mistakes yeah we yeah. all make mistakes so ron tomatoes rates this a 72 percent, which i hope they reconsider um, oh yeah um the audience score i think is higher now i don't I remember what it is off the top C of my head minus on that it's like yeah you don't yeah if we put this into like school a 72 percent is not good no, but for Rotten Tomatoes, I feel like it's pretty good. There's a lot, like, I feel like things mostly reside in the 70%. IMBD gives it 7.2 stars, which, you know, that goes the about the same. Yeah. yeah. So IMDb is about the world's most popular and, like, influential uh, source for movies, TV, and celebrity content. Um, and basically, it's just, like, there to help people, um, I guess, get to know what's in the movie, who's in the movie. It's kind of like us. Um, exactly but they also have like this whole tv thing where you can it's i think it's free and they give you free movies it's pretty great actually i think i've watched one of their movies i forgot what it was though and then rotten tomatoes is over there i, I it's clear that it's a rating service um and i don't really know if it's anything else yeah but they're both obviously they're both influential rating series um good rating series trustable rating why am i saying series rating places yeah um so yeah if you ever want to know what's rating is for a movie you should go there but i feel like we're gonna be a little more reliable i do too we are just hands down the best uh, not the best we're joking okay so now that we've discussed all the um the real stuff the, the real people the yeah so do you want to go over like a basic overview of what all happens and then we can go into specifics like favorite scenes, favorite parts, least favorite. You want to do that? Yeah. So what happens? Um, well, the beginning of scene, the beginning scene, uh, I will, will play for you later on this podcast because it is my favorite line. We'll tell you about the beginning scene later. Um, it's about this kid who his home like blows up or something. His home is destroyed in this just, I mean, if you watch this first scene, so his, his home is getting destroyed and it's just this gorgeous black hole that these two planets are getting sucked up into it's mega it's mega mind and metro man these two and like from the very beginning you're obviously supposed to see sort of this duality between this two um which is something that this movie plays with a lot is like hero versus villain and then sadly mega mind well when he's sailing down to earth he ends up in the jail so right yeah so mega mind of course is you know by fate sent on the wrong path he's um sent to jail while metro man is sent to uh like this loving home with these rich parents um and like the coloration of the two i think is gorgeous because in the prison it's all like blues and grays but at um which is like what megamind would he will eventually wear um and then in metro man's home it's gold and um like it's like gold and white and these lighter browns and stuff um so i think from the beginning like color plays a super prominent role and in this Megamind movie. Is blue. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that the and it's also funny to note that 
in at the in like one of the beginning scenes the prisoners are telling him like uh like robbery yeah yeah <laughs> they have two little flash cards and it's like one of them's a cop and they say they, they like shake their head and then, the, and then the other one's a robber and they nod their head um which is just like a really fun way to start yeah it's, it was just really funny hands down and then so time passes he goes to a school oh what do you know old boys there yeah metro man uh, it turns out is he's, he's going to the exact same school which if you look, it's uh, like little gifted school for little gifted learners or something like that, which is so fun. Yeah, and I find it hard to believe that the, the rich parents would send her to the same school as prisoners are going. To. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's it's in proximity. It is so close to the prison. He like gets in a bus and then drives like a few hundred feet, and he's there. And it's this <laughs> tiny little school building. Um, and then he walks in, and Mega Man is Mega Man is already being loved. By yeah, Metro Man is already like appealed oh, yeah. to all his um, his teachers and his uh, fellow uh, schoolmates. Um, and that's where Mega Man decides he's going to be the bad guy. Right. That's where he and like it's not his fault. Like he just realized. Like he doesn't consciously think I am going to be evil. It's because society has told him that he is evil. I guess, yeah. Because, like, that's where he ended up first. He well, ends he up in a prison. Like, I'm going to be the, like, biggest villain or whatever. That's I, true. I this line. The, the, uh, if I was going to be the bad boy, I was going to be the baddest boy of them all or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I guess society does tell him, yeah. And it could be uh, also, like, a color thing. I mm-hmm. don't know if they were pointing to that, but it could also be. Yeah. The fact know. that he just looks different. Yeah. That's a good point. So, I think, so then after that. Uh, and then when he finally, well, he thinks he killed, uh, what's his face? Mm-hmm. He gets bored. Right. Yeah. He realizes that his life has no meaning without a villain, without a foil. I think we skipped over the amazing scene with how the bouncy house. Uh, not quite yet. Oh, okay. Cause like, then he goes to Metro man's, mm-hmm. um, he goes to Metro man's, uh, museum. Yeah. Right. And then uh, he and Roxanne are sort of paralleled against each other. And they're like on opposite sides of uh, the giant statue. And they're both talking to him. And then (laughs) there's a really funny, um, there's a really funny part when Megamind is talking about, he's talking about all the, all the fights that they'll never have. He and, he and Metro Man. And he, he names like uh, the illiteracy beam, typhoon cheese, robo sheep as things that he was going to do, which are just really, like oh, typhoon cheese. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then, oh, that is so funny. And then it's he, so good. He like starts liking. Roxanne. Right. Um, but also in that scene, like that's sort of where it begins. But also in that scene, he talks about uh, he realizes that heroes can be made. Um, yes. That's a big that's a big um, that's a big part. Uh, so then he gets the idea that he's going to create a new hero for him to fight. Um, I love also that. Um, so then, so then, uh, well, after the bouncy house scene, basically the Hal, at Hal has this humongous crush on Roxanne, and Hal is like, "Hey, Roxanne, you want to come over to my house? Um, I'm having this party," and she's like, or and he he was like, "I'm having this party." I rented a bouncy house. We'll have a great time. And then she's like, well, I'm not really in the mood for people. And he's like, oh, it'll just be the two of us. And she like. He hires a wedding photographer. Did you catch that? He tells her he hired a wedding photographer <laughs> just in case they want to do anything crazy or anything. Like, we want to remember this forever. 
Oh, he did? I, yeah. I, I did not catch that. That is amazing. It's so funny. And then, and then, skip ahead, she obviously dumps him, and he, so, all this time, Megamind is, is um, disguised as this, uh, as the, uh, the guy working at the museum. Bernard. Um, Bernard, and they kind of, like, connect that way, and then, and then there's the funny scene where Roxanne finds his secret hideout, and then, yeah, how did she find my hideout? This is the only building in Metro City with a fake observatory on there. And it's, like, really poorly made out of, like, wood. It makes no sense. And then, and then it's like, there's no way she'll find the secret entrance. <gasps> there's a doorway marked a secret entrance. And, he, and then it's, like, this mat. This is It's, like, a welcome mat. And then she just sort of walks in, and he yells at... And then he disguises himself back to Bernard and goes, and goes, Oh, wait, what? Oh, not you, Roxanne. I was just yelling at my mother's urn. <laughs> <laughs> mother's urn? What do you mean? He and- pauses it. He's like, my mother's urn. <laughs> Don't do anything. I'll be right there. Uh, and then one of my next favorite parts is it's like they're talking and because Roxanne called him to like try and get him to investigate the secret uh, hideout. And of course, Megamind's already there and now disguised. And so Roxanne's like, uh, um, I'm glad you I'm glad you're here. Wait, how did you get here so fast? <laughs> Which Megamind responds. Uh, I happened to be speed walking nearby when you called in a suit. Uh, huh? It's called formal speed walking. It's it's so good. And then he's like, I better take the lead. This way looks exciting, and it's just this door with an exit sign. <laughs> it's just an exit sign. And then and then she ends up going in there later, and she's like, You're right, that was exciting. Because there's, there's like, like alligator, there's like a dance party. Yeah, there's yeah, random. Yeah. It's so good. This, this movie is just a, a classic movie. A yeah, classic with sort of movie. some absurdist humor, yeah. like. You just walk in and there's like these alligators and there's like rubber ducks and and balls and it just doesn't make any sense. Skip ahead some more. Uh, he has made a bad guy. No, he yeah he has made a good guy, but the good guy turns out to be a really bad guy. And right, he chooses he guy. he hits Hal because uh, he and Roxanne are fighting over the the gun with the um the like diffused superhero essence and they shoot it into Hal. And then there's um, a really funny part. Because they, they exit, and he goes, Hal's holding his nose. and I think a bee flew up my nose. I was just about to make my frontal assault to rescue you, talking to Roxanne. But, like, 50 ninjas tried to attack me, so uh, I had to beat them up, and they and I did, and they were all, like, crying and stuff. And then, so that sort of, like, sets up that he should be a hero. Yeah, and then uh, and then Megamind's like, oh, a hero. He's like, oh, this guy's brave, so I guess I chose the right guy, but then... But then Hal turns out to be this really rude uh, right. guy who's like he almost has like insecure. A, yeah, yeah, for sure. He it's like he assumes that um Roxanne should be with him because he's a good guy now. Right? Yeah. And because he has all these powers. Right. Because like, you know. there's the, there's a great scene when they're flying over the city, he like kidnaps Roxanne basically. And he's like, um, he he like flies around the city, he saves her a couple times, almost dropping her into traffic twice. Um he sort of a, her by dropping her. Right, yeah. Her. Um, sort of a side note, uh, the way he flies is just so awkward all the time. It's not as fluid as Me- Metro Man, as we see early on. Um, mm-hmm. But he, like, whenever he drops her one time, he, like, has his arms and legs both hanging down. And he just shoots towards the ground like that and catches her, like, grabs her by the ankle as she's, like, falling into the traffic. Um, it's really good. And then he has that reveal on the top of the tower um that he's Hal 
and he's like Which i don't know how you don't see that it's how because he has red hair like, right <laughs> um <laughs> and his voice would be the same and all this stuff no, yeah um so then we have that scene and and it's just this this scene that sort of showcases um he's not that good of a guy um he and says, he's like you're supposed to be with me you can be Roxanne. <laughs> You're supposed to be with me. Uh, note for the audio: we have found the uh, script, like a, it's a transcript of of what happens of the of the movie. It's really good. So, um, basically, okay, he I'll, saves we'll her. Right here, we'll start right here. Okay. Oh, I'm going too fast. You're probably right. I should just rescue you a few times before we get all romantic. Ah! Same death. You're lucky you have such a great hero here. Don't you ever? Ah! Oh no! Somebody do something. Oh right, right. Duh! I got you. I got you. That was a close one. You almost died, but I saved you. Ah, building! Ah, gotcha. Woo, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I couldn't hear you over the sound of me saving your life. Put me down right now. Okay, all right, all right, hold on. Are you crazy? I suppose I'm a little crazy about you. Who are you, really? Oh, all right. Well, prepare you to have your mind blown, little lady. Ta-da! How? Yeah, isn't this great? Now there's nothing keeping us apart. No, it's not great. Wow, our first fight. This is so us. We're like an old married couple. Look, there's no us, okay? There will never be an us. But I have powers. I have a cape. I'm the good guy. So I think this sort of sets up Hal's mentality for like why he chose to be a hero. Um, yeah, he saw it, yeah. Yeah, so like why he wants to be a hero, why he thinks that you know Roxanne should be with him. Um, and then he says, you're supposed to be with me, like, I don't know, like he owns her or something. Yeah, which is just this terrible idea, terrible mentality. Um, yeah, I think most people saw, um, and at the beginning it kind of sets it this way, that um, Metro Man, that Metro Man is like this, like, snotty, like, guy, but he's actually really nice, and you see at the end he's also really nice. Yeah. And I think every, like, if you are trying to recreate Megamind... It's an amazing trailer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're watching like a Scream trailer. Yeah, I think it's for the original Scream. It's just come up on the website that we're using to read the Megamind script. <laughs> I've always wanted to watch this movie. We're getting off topic, but we I will to say, I don't know what's going on with this girl. She like, oh my God. I think it's a different trailer now. It must be because that looks like <laughs> Poltergeist or something. Okay, back on track. Oh, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think Megamind, uh, not Megamind, uh, Metro Man, yeah, he's he's this actual good guy, um, but Megamind doesn't see, well, Megamind, I guess, sees him as this good guy, and no one else sees him as this not, uh, snotty guy um, <laughs> until, um, the end. until Hal is like, Hal is, I think it's because Meg, uh, Metro Man got so much praise mm-hmm. that he just thinks, oh, if I have all this stuff, then I'll get the same praise. And right. I get, and I can get her to like me because of all my stuff. I, I definitely agree with that. I also think that um, this movie plays a lot with appearances and what things look to be. And so Megamind only sees... Ha- uh, Megamind only sees um, Metro Man as a hero. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sort of like translates that to how and he, he only thinks that how will be a hero. But then we we see that 
how or that Metro Man is actually kind of um, he's like, I don't want to do this job full time, you know. So I so I faked my death, which is like the selfish reason to fake your death. Um, but then, but he brings up a great point that everyone has a choice except him. People expect him to be something, right? Be right. To, yeah. Which which goes, I think, with the appearance appearances is that everyone expected him because of the way he looked, that he was you know dressed in white and gold, and because he was this being that was saving them. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which goes, you know, which plays into Megamind as well. Like, he tells Megamind that he, everyone had a choice but him, but Megamind also didn't have a choice. Everyone assumed he would be a villain. And and also, I, I just like to note that in, like, other superhero movies, like, let's just pretend, like, we're talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man takes the exact opposite. And Spider-Man likes the fame, he likes the glory, mm. and he, and that's just part of how he loses his girlfriend. Be, well... Does he lose? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, just because of how stuck up he becomes, because he's like this good guy, and yeah, mm-hmm. he thinks he can do anything. Whereas on the other side of this, there's Metro Man, and he just wants to quit because he doesn't have a choice. Right. Don't want to be the. Um. Sort of off of that, the the original idea behind this movie was what if. So, Aiden, what were you saying about the real idea behind this? So, the idea behind Megamind originally was, what if Lex Luthor beat Superman? Which I think is really interesting, because what if the bad guy won, you know? And then it spirals into this huge, big thing. Um, And I think this movie does a really good job of playing with, like, heroes and villains and the differences between them. Yeah, I I actually really... Yeah, that is actually a really interesting backstory, because I just thought, like, oh, we're just going to make another superhero movie, and then we're going to have some super villain or some good guy turn kind of bad right like, yeah all this stuff um and that's actually really interesting yeah i definitely think so i think that it's an interesting sort of flip of the classic um superhero villain story let's just finish uh this summary up fast so then we can talk about uh our favorite scene yeah absolutely so um nearing the end of the movie they go to Oh my gosh, we forgot a big part that Roxanne realizes that Bernard, who she's fallen in love with, is Megamind. Oh yeah. And so they break up and there's this gorgeous scene with her, like they walk away from each other in the rain. There's this really great interaction about talking about judging a book by its cover. Oh yeah. Um, And then she totally does the opposite of what she said. Well... Kind right. There's a there's a scene where it's like so Megamind comes up, he goes, um, what about everything you just said about judging a book by its cover? Okay, what about everything you just said about judging a book by its cover? Well let's take a look at the contents then, shall we? You destroyed Metro Man. Oh gosh. You took over the city, and then you actually got me to care about you. Why are you so evil? Tricking me? What could you possibly hope to gain? Wait a minute. I don't believe this. Did you really think that I would ever be with you? No. They they didn't put oh <gasps> They didn't put when she looks back. Yeah, that's a really that important. Was, that was a really important. <gasps> so they don't. So Roxanne literally looks back at Megamind. And this comes into play earlier, uh, later in the movie when they need to find his invisible car. And then she remembers. Oh, mm-hmm. and she did look back. Yeah. And Megamind even asks her as they're driving at one point, did you ever look back? And she says no. And she says no. But in reality, she she literally and metaphorically did. So she finds out that he's he's uh, not who he says he was. And then um, they break up. And then he decides in anger to put on his 
the the suit that his that minion had de- uh, designed the black mamba. Oh yeah, before this minion leaves him, right? Yeah, he wants to be the good guy. He doesn't want to. He wants to end the movie. Yeah, so there's a Megamind. You know, goes and finds Metro Man, who tells him that he has a choice to become a hero or, or a villain. And Megamind goes back to jail and is. Um, there's the really funny ice cubes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I I forgot what he said, but it's really, it's great. He says something about like. Yeah, they they see the ice, and he and Roxanne is like. Why is there ice? And he goes, that's what happens when water gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, uh, no, but why is like, like it's new? And he's like, a great mystery or something. Like, I forgot. Okay. So- <gasps> Carlos. <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> he like dehydrates her, her building super. And she's like, oh, Carlos. <laughs> And then, okay, so skip to the end. Metro Man comes back to fight. Megamind fights, and they kick the guy out of the city, but then he comes back, Titan. and then they kick him out again. Yeah. And no, they put him behind bars. And right, yeah. And they all do like a dance. They do. Oh, and there's a really cliche scene that I will share later. You're hitting this, and I can hear it. Oh, sorry. There there's a really cliche scene that I will share later. Okay. Yeah. So now on to favorite quotes best part of the movie and cheesiest part yeah um okay i'll share mine i'll share one of mine first um do you want me to share my i actually have a lot of things that i did so i did um for this movie i did um most cliche part um theological question cheesiest part favorite quote and then uh favorite part all right do you just want to go back and forth yeah i'll start with favorite quote okay um so I, so I have, I have one that's recorded and then I have, um, so I have actually two, one of them's not recorded. So when they're asking him what his plan is for the city, he says the most horrible, terrifying, evil thing you could possibly think of and multiply it by six. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, um, yes, about that. (laughs) And then, and then he goes into that quote. It's so good. Uh, Okay. And then this was my other favorite line in Megamind. Here's my day so far. Went to jail, lost the girl of my dreams, and got my butt kicked pretty good. Still, things could be a lot worse. Oh, that's right. I'm falling to my death. Guess they can't. <laughs> I, I love the music. The soundtrack is so good. Yeah. It's a really good soundtrack. Hans Zimmer did it. Bro, that's great. Yeah, that music at the beginning. That was actually the very first scene, and then it comes in later in the yeah. movie. It was, yeah, that was just the... That was just one of the, I bet if you looked up quotes from Megamind, that would be one of the ones. So what was your favorite quote? Uh, my favorite quote, it's it's also my favorite scene. There's, um, it's later on, it's right as Megamind comes back. Um, Hal is like, he's like, you have to wake up. There's no, um, there is no Easter Bunny. There is no Tooth Fairy. And there is no Queen of England. That's not my favorite part, but oh my gosh, it's <laughs> yeah, so funny. Is, yeah. And then, so then you just see this black smoke rising and you see, uh, all these brain bots coming, and then you see the outline of Megamind's head in the black smoke, and he goes, um, I hear there's a new villain in town that dares challenge my evil. Um, also, side note, the way he messes up all his words, he's like, Olo, it's hello. And then he's like, Matrocity. Yeah, Matrocity. 
you're a villain, all right, just not a super one, to which Hal replies, what's the difference? And then you just see Megamind's head created out of these brain bots with his tongue sticking out, and you see Megamind, like, arms out, and he goes, presentation! And then Welcome to the Jungle kicks in. Oh, yes. And you just see this giant Megamind head with his tongue sticking out at Hal. Um, that's my favorite scene. Um Megamind sort of his banter with Hal talking about the presentation is what really matters, which, you know, comes up so many more times earlier on when he's like, when Hal, or, you know, when he's like, everything he does just has this dramatic flair, you know? So I loved that. It was very true to character. And then he, and then the bots like put him in his Right, mouth. yeah, they, they yeah, eat, they, like, they eat him. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think that the cheesiest part in the movie was the scene where the reporter asks Megamind to help because he's in the jail cell and then he flips on the, the thing and and then he hears her say Megamind and then he flips off the channel and then he goes back and she's like Megamind the, the city needs you I need you and it's like oh my gosh this is so cringy can you like and she she has like this really like uh it was yeah yeah that's fair like, also when he switches the channels before so he <laughs> he gets to the channel with roxanne and then it's like a squirrel water skiing on the next channel and so i was like it's so funny and then he switches back so just makes me wonder what's on those other tv channels yeah i don't know what they play in the jail so um, the cheesiest part for me is at the end, um, they've won and, uh, Roxanne tells, tells Megamind, like, we won. And then Megamind, uh, he goes, well, I finally had a reason to win. You. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so here's my, I, I have a problem with movies pandering to, to me. Like, I don't like to feel patronized. And so I feel like if they had just stuck with, I finally had a reason to win. And then it's just those two. We all understood that he meant her. He didn't, they didn't need to write in the fact that he said you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely, that was definitely the cheesiest both, part for me. Both of ours were romantic. Perhaps. Oh yeah, they definitely were. Okay. Now to my theological question. Um, so obviously we're Christians. So here's this theological <laughs> question. Uh, so don't tune out. It, it, it'll be fine. The quote was, I'm sure they're smiling down from evil heaven. And I put, is that just hell? So the question being posed is from uh, minion to Megamind, And he's talking about their parents. I'm sure they're smiling down from evil heaven, sir. Um, which is just hilarious. But is that just hell? I, so I, I don't know because in a sense, hell could be thought of as evil heaven. I mean, mm -hmm. it's an evil place. And uh, I've heard this thing like people from heaven do not want to go, or people from hell would not ever like step foot into heaven. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. They wouldn't. And so maybe that's just saying like hell is their heaven. Um, but I don't know. I think that if you watch the movie, it's Megamind wants to be evil, but it's ambiguous as to whether his parents, like what his parents said he was destined for, you know, because there's the scene early on when they're putting him into the baby carriage thing, like the baby escape pod, and it closes and he goes, um, his dad goes, you are destined for, and then it closes and then Megamind says, didn't quite hear that last part. <laughs> it sounded important. And <laughs> I think that he, him not realizing what he's destined for and just assuming it's evil, like, how do we know they're really in evil heaven? You know, because he just wants to be evil and he sort of attributes his evil to his parents as well. Yeah. So I don't know if 
like evil heaven is the right place to put them but okay but then let's take it out of the movie and let's just say is evil heaven hell like is hell okay i like that um um i think that calling hell evil heaven i i don't think that that's true okay because i feel like evil heaven a misnomer almost like i don't i think that's an oxymoron like an like a contradiction in terms you know mm-hmm. i don't think that the christian idea of heaven can be evil yeah i guess yeah that's that's pretty true now your favorite part oh yeah we're gonna move on to my favorite so my favorite part is it's a really great montage of megamind falling in love with um roxanne it's about in the middle of the movie <laughs> what happens is he it's like this montage with mr blue sky it's playing over him like falling in love with roxanne and so he switches from bernard to uh space dad who's training hal to be a superhero um it's really funny and it's like shows him like starting to do things he's becoming less evil he's like cleaning up the city and he's going on bike rides and he's reading um while he's also training this you know super villain uh-huh. um but it's a really fun scene he's like putting all the paintings back as there's like this um really nice uh orchestrated you know it's it's a yeah it's a really cool scene okay what about you yeah um so uh my last thing is uh, my the most cliche part. Um, so I think um, the most uh, so cliche obviously means a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. I, it wasn't a phrase. It wasn't an opinion. It was a, a choice. Song. Yeah, it was a choice. Um, they play Highway to Hell um, when they're like I think they're riding in their car out of jail um they they play bad to the bone when they're riding out of jail highway to hell hell. yeah that's when (laughs) that's when he is like taking over the city and he's like telling them he's like giving us take over the city speech he like walks up the gun like the cops are holding their guns but their hands are shaking he's like drop them and then he gets up and he starts dancing right he like he starts dancing and then and he goes i'm on the highway and then he's like you know minion has the the giant boom box and it switches to uh uh it switches to some really slow song but i think well no i feel like they play no i guess they don't play it one more time but i feel like the song is just used in a bunch of movies Mm -hmm. movies like a bunch of movies at where like the the big thing is happening i just think they could have played any other song and it would probably been better well it's a great song and all and it really sets the vibe Right, but but you just think it's overused. It's it's totally overused. That's fair. I personally don't have a most cliche part. I love this movie. I think it's very original. I just think it's very well done. Yeah. Shall we get to rating? Oh yes. Okay. I, I rating. It's rating time, guys. Remember our scale of Brad Pitt's. Mm-hmm. Each of us, let's write down a number. Then we'll do the big reveal. I'll write it down, and then you write it down. All right. So, so uh, fun. Right no, well, yeah. My, my reading. Hmm. Okay, so uh, I think we should each talk about what, like, our final thoughts, sort of like a wrap-up of our oh, movie, yeah, of what we fair. think. Okay, so I will go first. Overall, I absolutely love this movie, but I'm trying to be unbiased because uh, because I have such a history with this movie, you know, watching it uh, over the last seven years um, and having, like, I don't know. It, I just remember talking with friends about this movie and talking about how much I loved it. 
So taking that out of context, I think this movie is brilliantly written. There's so many small, like throwaway lines that are the funniest parts. Um, like Hal talking about how there's no queen of England and then just the look that Roxanne gives. And so all these small little details, brilliantly written, brilliantly directed. I think the colors are gorgeous. That opening scene where the planets get sucked into black hole, um, the lighting that, uh, like as it's becoming evening and the sun is setting, um, like in that initial scene when Megamind's falling from the sky and as like it's ending guys, the coloration, um, is gorgeous. The it's, it's a really smart movie. Um, I can't think of any like bathroom humor, which is an automatic just discount from everything. So yeah, I think this is a really great movie. Um, I'm going to give it 45 out of 50 Brad Pitts. Wow. Okay. Um, so I, I, and I, I totally enjoyed the movie. Maybe not as much as you, but I, I, well, maybe as much as you, you've just had a longer history. Mm-hmm. I, I think watching it around nine gives you like a, a different feel because I'm <laughs> tired, but um, it was amazing. I laughed countless times. I, I really liked what you said about the colors and how mm-hmm. everything was just beautifully done. Um, I think you can tell that it's a great movie by how much it made by the ratings of it. Um, and so, and I also, I, I loved the humor, as you said, I loved the just relationship drama. I feel like it mm. didn't add, it added to the plot. It did not like, like take away, like, like there's this show on Netflix called lock and key. And like, there's like 30 minutes of every episode. That's just slow. And it's just about relationships and it's, it's just boring. But this actually had a plot to the relationships and it knew it. you could like, it actually felt like the movie was going somewhere. Um, yeah. So I feel like they did a really good job of bringing you into the storyline and keeping you there. And like, yeah, it was just hands down a really great movie. I would give it a 43.5 on the Brad Pitt scale. Wow. I... Half of, yeah, half half point i don't know if that's like half of his big toe or something but Uh, probably (laughs) all right so now we're going to do our weekly mental math quiz yeah uh so we did i'm gonna i'm gonna do this until you figure it out 98 and a half percent of brad pitt that's true so um 98 and a half no 90 like two and a half because 45 plus... 45 plus 45 is 90. Yeah, so... Oh, oh. Uh, so like an 80... An 89 and a half? No, no, an, an, <laughs> an 88 and a half. 88 and a half. Wait, I'm going to... Use your calculator. calculator. Yeah. We should just do... Th- we should have this for next time. Yeah, we need it. We need a calculator, guys. We can... We're not that smart. No, we're, we're very smart. We just need a calculator sometimes. Did I give it a 43.5 or a 42.5? 43. Are you biased? 88.5. 88 and a half, guys. 88 and a half. It got an 88 and a half. That's almost his whole body, but, you know, there's always... We're pretty close. All right, well, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, We're going to sign off now, but first... We wanted to tell you all that this episode was definitely very chaotic. It's the first episode. What do you expect? There, yeah. It will not be this long in the future, but we did tell you to sit back and get some snacks because we know you'll be in this for a while. So right. So if you're on a long car trip. This is a good first episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
we're going to like we're definitely going to keep applying this level of thought and analysis to movies um as for the summary though we will have it much shorter and uh we'll actually probably just be reading uh oh gosh that's a very long summary so we're just looking forward for next week um Oh my gosh, the 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 um summary for this is the for uh our for our next movie is going is is a is very, a bit longer. Very long. But we'll be able to go through it quicker. Um we're going to talk about, you know, favorite parts, least favorite parts, what we thought, the actors, you know, we're going to talk about all that. Um Yeah, and in the future there will be around 30 minutes part in our really long summary and Yeah, um, our sort of distracted yeah, are distracted. We were distracted by the Scream trailer. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. Um, but yeah, thanks. Holt, stay with us. And y'all can send in answers too. Remember, if y'all go to our anchor, um, which we have on the website and all this stuff, you can send in a voice recording and tell us your your thoughts and opinions. And we'll yeah. obviously put it on the podcast. Absolutely. You will get a shout out if you leave a comment, uh, if you leave a voice message, if you send in a movie suggestion. We are happy to hear suggestions. We'll tell you more about this at the end of the pod. Yeah, and I, I think we'll probably watch them if they're not like just, just disgusting. Don't do stupid movies. Yeah, just yeah. We just want to tell you uh our website URL. Yeah. Our stuff. Um so if you didn't already know this, we do have a website. Um we're hopefully on whatever platforms you use because you're listening to us right now. But if you if you cannot if you don't have any of the platforms that we're on, you can go to Anchor and it's totally free. You can go to Anchor and find us. Um, we are the Cinemaniacs. Uh, our website URL is www.thecinemaniacspod.wordpress.com. We are working on getting rid of that .wordpress. We are, yeah, we're working on a .com and we need your help. Um, if, if you really enjoyed us this much, please, please donate. Yeah. We appreciate the support and we're not, it's not going to go to us. Right. We are not going to take the money personally. It, all the money we receive goes to um, like helping improve the podcast. Uh, we're trying to get better mics. We're trying to get our website up. Yeah. And our website is up, but we definitely need to edit it a little more. And I mean, without any money right now as a podcast, we're kind of starting from literally scratch. Yeah, we definitely are. Um, you can definitely tell we're less organized. <laughs> we also uh, have an Instagram, uh, the Cinemaniacs. You should be able to find us at the Cinemaniacs. Make sure to give us a follow, uh, comment. Remember, if you comment, yeah, we... please comment. And then remember, you can send us a voice message on Anchor as well, which we would highly enjoy. I, yeah, that would be we, so great. That would make our day. We hopefully will have a theological question for every episode or some sort of question. Right, yeah, some so, very deep question. So, yeah, definitely shoot us any answer through a comment, uh, anything. And I, I know this is on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if, uh, if anything else you can review us. And mm-hmm. us. Yeah, so, leave us a five-star review. It helps us. It helps people find the show. That's true. It promotes us. And mm-hmm. that's... We want to be on the top of the charts, baby yo. If we were on the top of the charts... That'd be the coolest right thing. Now. Literally, I would retire. <laughs> bigger than Joe Rogan over here. Joe Rogan's like... What are these two kids going to do there at uh, that one room in that one place? If we got interviewed by Joe Rogan. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, hey, we're trying to get a really um, big uh, movie maker on the show. And yeah, we I know him personally. And I think that that would just be really cool if he would accept us. Um, so let's hope he. Yeah. Let's hope he, yeah. Yeah. We need to do an outro.
an outro. Oh, we should write an outro. We should write an outro. Uh, but until that time, uh, I'm Aiden. And I'm Lewis. And this has been the Cinemaniacs. Thanks for listening. Bye.